All right, we're Arts and Adventure Summits, the Airwaves. It's the Ogden Arts and Adventure Show with Obendorfer and Long. I'm R. Brandon Long alongside... Todd Obendorfer. And we are your hosts for the greatest... We're going on a limb here, Amy. The greatest arts and adventure podcast in all the land. Ooh. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> we called it. How strong is that? <laughs> Our guests this week include Angela Brown, Craft Lake City, or how do you want to be known? Yeah, Angela, yeah, Craft Lake City, Slug Magazine. Slug, yeah. Uh, Amy Wicks, Ogden, um, button pusher. I don't know. What do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you say? Um, I I've used the word rabble rouser. Rabble rouser. Rabble rouser. Probably pretty okay. good. Ooh, that's... I um, served on the city council for twelve years. I help. Ki- I work for Utah Foster Care, helping kids. Yeah. So. Yeah, but you you have but, the do you have the dirt on every person who matters in this town? It's not dirt or? so much as observations. I think. Observations. It's observations. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Because this Intuition. is this is a good point too. Because this is I have this discussion with Brandon a lot. Is that it's the good and the bad of knowing as much as you know, mm-hmm. right? And so if you find yourself in a position, maybe it's a position of leadership. Maybe you sit on every council that there are, you know, that that exists out there. Maybe it's just being at the right dinner party and you start to know more and more and more like is it good is it bad is it like it definitely changed my yeah when perception. did it when did it go downhill amy when, when were you like and I, i'm not telling you know that it's i don't downhill. know if i want to know all this stuff like, you know i just I like i want to yeah. move <laughs> <laughs> but it's like seeing behind the curtain is behind, the curtain. Yeah. behind yeah. the curtain and yeah. so with me my first experience with that was a million years ago my first impression really of ogden was i worked at slackwater for years and I guarantee you with your servers, your bartenders, whatever city you're in, then they know a lot, right? Yes. Oh, they hear things. And so yes. working at Slackwater for all the years I did. Okay, who, sure, know, who I knows more? Know. Servers at a pizza joint slash it's kind of a bar, you know, or um your coffee baristas. Mm. Probably this well, I don't know. I would I, say the I servers. I would say maybe. the servers. Yeah. There's more conversations that occur over mm. Looser lips. Looser lips. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes conversations that I didn't want to walk up into, I had no choice because mm. eventually you do have to interact with the tables. You mm-hmm. know? Sometimes they will, like, do you, are you sure that you want us all to hear what you're saying right now? <laughs> because mm. anyway, that was my case. So, so who was the mayor when you were city council? Matthew Godfrey. Okay. How, was that a good time? You know, it's kind of funny. Like, I think I was painted as somebody who was opposed to everything he did. But if you look at my voting record, I supported like over 90% of what he proposed. I don't even know if I support Brandon 90%. My... No, yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> that's and, and that's a good slogan, too. If you could say, I support 90%, like, that's a lot. But it was my, my concern necessarily wasn't exactly about what was being done, it was how it was being done. Mm. And if you're doing things with taxpayer dollars and public resources you need to have the public involved there Mm -hmm. needs to be transparency you need to bring people along it can be the best idea in the world and if you don't bring people along you shouldn't be doing it 100 percent agree yeah so how did you 90% affect agree. that? Yeah, ninety percent agree. <laughs> did you were you able to make some inroads there, or, or you know, it was really contentious at the time, and I think the council, you know, we were kind of treated like mushrooms, like you know, keep us in the dark and feed us poo. Wow. Um, but <laughs> that's harsh. Yeah. I had, yeah. I had thirty minute conversation with a mushroom person at the gallery stroll the other night, and it was thirty minutes. 
Yeah, it was probably about 30 minutes. Yeah. I will have to introduce you to this guy. I'm horrible with names, so it'll take the next visit to remember his name. He is currently without home here in town, but he he came to Ogden. I think he had a, has a sister here, but he is from Maui. So was in Maui when, and lived oh, in when Lahaina the, when, when all of this happened, happened, right? And so he noticed the banyan, the name of our, our group, That's banyan the collective. That's tree so, that took and a so, dive. And so yeah. we ended up starting the conversation about the banyan tree, and we talked about banyans for a while. And the fact that anybody came in and talked to me about banyans was like, okay, that never happens. It was so great. Like, I just loved the banyan so much. And then he started telling me the whole story. But anyway, he his ended story. up talking about not the Banyan story, no, but his story. his. But then a lot story. of it was about mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And so as you were about mushrooms, so yeah, I love mushroom stories. I love mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, yeah, are you, you a mushroom person? You, n- no, no, but I, I think I'm going to have to try the the mushroom coffee. Have you done that yet? Mm-hmm. Because I've been off coffee now for about three weeks because of massive intestinal issue this is what everyone wants to know about pretty much on the when they're listening exactly. this is why they tuned tuned in and so uh you know i'm like well you know what um i drink tea and it's kind of boring and so but then they got all these ads that they feed you on the socials with this like rise coffee and the mud coffee what all, all these mushroom coffees so yeah. do you pr- prefer a brand or what's i haven't tried it yeah. but i think i would probably like it as well i think it's yeah. the, it's that Sort of the effect without that sort of acid. And yeah. I have a hard time with coffee. I have to have food. I mean, it has to be planned out. So. Yeah, I didn't know. I drank like a whole pot on an empty stomach for like eight months. And guess what? It messes with your, like it does massive damage to. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. it does. I, I didn't know. Hmm. Now you know. I think tea is sexy though. Tea is fine. Tea's, Delicious. Tea is sexy? Yeah. Love, I love tea. Love yeah. tea. It's okay. good for you. I have okay. a tea collection. Yeah. What do you guys drink? Oh, my, um, Anything from mate to matcha to mm-hmm. genma chai to um, chamomile, okay. Earl, Earl Grey. Okay, <laughs> I've got the, the more, uh, Irish more breakfast. You drink, you'll right notice now. the difference Lemon between the different ones. You got okay. Irish breakfast is good. I like it with milk. Uh, half and half. Oh, half itch. and half, and a little butter actually. Doing, yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't tried the butter and tea or butter and coffee trend. Yeah, but were you out of milk or something? No, with half and half. Why the that butter? Sounds delicious, Why, actually. Well, you hear about that? so because that's the famous uh, coffee. What's his name? I mean, he's got. I mean, that's his whole shtick. Is is that um, uh, you have coffee with butter and uh, it's not it's coconut oil, but it's MCNT a derivative of bulletproof. Uh, bulletproof. Yeah, the bulletproof guy, Dave Asprey. That's his yep. name. Dave Asprey with bulletproof coffee, and uh, you know he wakes up, he has coffee. And uh, I, have a, I have the Ninja or whatever, the and then you put like a teaspoon of MCT oil, and then you put a, a tablespoon of butter in, in your coffee. It tastes phenomenal, by the way. It's very frothy, and it's supposed to do wonders, like your brain's supposed to be on fire. And kind of, but but it gave me anxiety a little bit. But I, so, <laughs> Too much fire. It's too, much, too much fire, a little too much fire. So, But it actually works in tea, because there's not as much caffeine, and then the, the MCT and the fats are good for you, and... And I don't, I I've don't heard know, you got to be careful yeah. about the MCT, like not too much. Like a t- tablespoon a day max, I think, is what they is what they say. Yeah. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. What does that even stand for? I MCT oil is the is a dr- derivative of yes triglycerides. Yes, medium chain dry, tri, 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 triglycerides triglycerides of uh, uh, of 
coconut oil. It's you can just use coconut oil if you don't have See, some like MCT sitting around. All but right. you can go into you can go into Walmart and buy MCT oil now. I mean, it's it's all over. So yeah, but it's it, go it's coconut oil with my... without if there's anything bad in coconut oil. But it's the thi- it's the thing in the coconut oil that makes your brain go. And it's also yeah. kind of a diuretic, I think, right? So like. Oh, I didn't know that. I, that's what I've heard. Okay. So you got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. Double diuretic. Double, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I know like on Mount Everest, they drink tea with yak butter. See? Oh. Yeah. But see, but butter is the move if you're backpacking and it's cold at night. It's butter. Right before you go to bed. Eat some butter. You eat butter. You know, you could melt it and put it in your tea or whatever, but you a bowl of butter because it helps you stay warmer. Why why it works, I'm not sure, but it something to do with it, it takes your the fat, you know. That's why they the have the butter tea at the Tibetan restaurants. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. No idea. See, this oh. is great See? stuff. We learn stuff on this podcast. <laughs> I tell you what. All right, I'm gonna put us back towards a little bit. All right, thanks. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> thanks. Appreciate that. All right. So how many times have you been on the show, Amy? Have you counted back? Do you have any ice since? Um Brandon, do you know? I'm not gonna remember. I've been involved things. with three or four number of shows, yeah. yeah. We need a punch card. Mr. We really do. And I've card. done Mr. Goodyear's yeah. neighborhood. Yes, yes, I yep, can yep. Shout out to Wojciechowski, whose daughter just got into Harvard and so he was just oh, there with her. I know. I know we'll never hear the end of it. They just posted, they were dropping her off, mommy and daddy day, dropping your kid off at Harvard. You know, that was, there was that, Wojo. What is she studying? Uh, I don't know, but I want to say she was at the the business school. So I don't know. I'm not sure. I think you're probably right. She'll be opening some business in two years. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And she'll, she'll come to us for help because we're brilliant, Todd and I, at it. Oh, yeah. Just. Well, and I've hosted, <laughs> As a, we were. I've hosted yeah. a, a podcast at my house before, too. Yes. Yes. Yep. That was fun. The Backyard Wix. The, the Nine Rails podcast on the deck with Nine Rails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Is that thing still yes. standing? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so do you remember what drove you to want to become a, a council person? Oh, I do exactly. So... And what did it take to get that seat? Yeah, so it was like, this was 2003. Um, I was 28 years at the old when this thought first entered my mind. Um, and I She's had, young for political aspirations. I'm the youngest elected official in Ogden's history. And to this date? Yep, and the mm. only Native American that's held elected office in Ogden. Mm. So uh, my friend Brad Wheeler... I'm sure everybody knows Brad Wheeler. He was a bartender at Beatniks. Uh, I may or may not have frequented that establishment <laughs> on a regular basis. Uh, he tried to get me to run for mayor. and At 28. Yeah, and yeah. I told him, no, I don't want to do that. And then I got thinking, like, maybe I could be a city council person. And So what did he know about you then that he would have said something like that? I know... A lot of people, I have volunteered, I volunteered a lot. Um, I think we had just kind of talked about like what the vision we would like to see for Ogden would look like. Um, We talked about some of the struggles small businesses had. We talked about some of the decisions that were being made um, by the mayor, by the city council, and the fact that, that it was just a bunch of old people making those decisions. And they were assuming everybody was a homeowner. They were assuming, like, making a lot of assumptions. And Brad bugged me to run. 
and I told him no and he bugged me again and I told him no and that thought was still in my mind and Mary Hall was the only woman on the city council at the time and she was not running for re-election and so I called the city recorder's office at 4.30 on the day that the filing period expired at 5 p.m. and called the city recorder, asked if any women had filed. Um, It was Gloria, I remember it was Gloria Barnett was the city recorder who answered. Do you have to represent a certain district? Do you have to live in a certain area? Um, No, so Ogden City Council is four municipal district seats and three at-large seats. So Mm. I filed to run for one of the at-large seats. And, and and because the city recorder said there no women have filed, you should maybe come down. So I did. And you knew that you had to. At that I point. felt like I had to because mm-hmm. it there would not be in a body of seven not a single woman. Now, can you affect change more in a town like Ogden as the mayor or as a city council person? Well, it, it's kind of. Or as a podcaster, let's be honest. Let's be here. real yeah. honest. Probably so, as a podcaster, yeah, probably a council yeah. person. Let's see where we're going. Well, so so I think so <laughs> the the council the council sets policy. The council decides how money is spent in the city. the The buck stops with the city council. If the mayor wants to do anything that costs money, the city wait, wait, council wait. has to wait, go along. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. So, okay, if that's the case, then. How does things like um, the Economic Development Department um, approve tax kickbacks and stuff? Does that not go through that all Economic Development or, or the council? The, or that's what? all the city council, and it's probably the the city council serving as the board of the redevelopment agency, hmm. which is also one of your roles okay. as a city council. Okay, so it's not um, in this town. I know who, I know his name, but I'll, I'll leave it out. But th- that one person making that decision, it does have to go through. It, ca- it does. has to get approval. Yeah. Right? yeah. If it's costing okay. money, if there's tax increment being okay. offered, if there's an incentive being offered, it goes through the city council. I mean, there's like so much power with the city council because of that fiscal responsibility, mm-hmm. right? And that voting power, which actually in some ways and some viewpoints even makes you more powerful than like the mayor. Yeah. Too. The challenge is you're one of seven. And yep. if you can't as get, a team. If you can't get at least three other people to go along with you, then you don't get much accomplished. And so how much did you know about the position? Did you go to a lot of council meetings? I went. Is there a pamphlet? Is looked there a it up on YouTube at the time. <laughs> how to- so <laughs> when I did this, like council meetings were not online. The packets were given to, the, it, I, it, it was funny, for years there would be a police officer who would show up on my doorstep every Friday afternoon with a manila envelope full of my city council packet. That's wild. I moved it, you know, bought a new house and my neighbors <laughs> saw it. <laughs> like, who you, is this? Yeah, you, <laughs> could, you couldn't miss him. And it, it like this police officer was like six foot four, big, huge dude would pull up and flick the packet onto my porch every Friday and my neighbor... And she goes to court a lot. Yeah, my neighbor asked me, like, is everything okay? I love that. <laughs> I can see a neighbor from across the yeah. way with, like, a like, telephoto look, lens, know. just, like, snapping shots. Yeah. Just snapping yeah. shots. OPD oh, at Wix's house, oh. 445 on a Friday afternoon mm. again. What's going on? So, um, not you, like... So that's on a Friday, and the meeting was on which day? 
Uh, Tuesday. So you had the weekend. Yeah, the weekend to Still Tuesdays. Yeah. yeah, they're still Tuesdays, and they decide what's going on the agenda on Thursday now and put it all online. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have that, and you couldn't participate in meetings electronically. Like, we didn't have a lot of those things. I, this was the damn Stone Age, I tell it you. It kind of what, was. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even have an official... Ogden City email address for a long time. Oh, that's funny. Which yeah. for that was I, safe. For well, for <laughs> for grandma, like if somebody filed a grandma request, if they wanted government records oh. on, or your communication for things. I uh, thought you said a grandma request. G R A M A, grandma. It's it's grandma? it's the Sunshine Law. Okay. So, yeah. So I kind of had an idea. I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. I did not know, like, you're going to be asked to serve on the sewer board. Um, you're going to be... No, see, that's one thing I would have known a lot of. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of good, though, that you don't know, right? Yeah. Because... It's getting sexier. The job's getting yeah. sexier. <laughs> um, so I think, did did I, I... And I don't know if you're ever fully aware of what you're getting into. And Probably not. Th- there's a period of time where you are drinking through a fire hose. Yeah, it really feels like you're drinking through a fire hose. But I had city council members, you know, Mary Hall mentored me before she left office. Jesse Garcia was a council member at the time. He spent he was so patient with me. He spent so much time helping me. And I really appreciate that helping me understand the role. And, you know, how do you get things done? What do you need to be concerned about? And I remember Ken Alford, who passed away recently, I remember him saying one of your most important tools as a city council member is a question. Cool. And that's, you know, so I had, you have mentors, you have people who help you. Do you, I don't know if anybody fully knows what they're getting into when they do that. But you do know, at the time I did it, you could basically kiss your Tuesday and Thursday evenings goodbye. Well, and did you get, was there a salary associated There's with it? There's a small stipend yeah. and when I started it was about $6,000 a year. It covered Damn. your gas and your dry cleaning. It's now 20 some odd thousand dollars a year and I believe they have health insurance benefits and things like that. But still for the amount of time and energy that you need to put in in order to effectively do the role, yeah. right? It's a lot of it's volunteer. It is. Or you're taking time away from work or like I had to travel a lot for I traveled a lot for work. You know, I I turned down professional opportunities because I felt like it was important that I you needed to be home on those days. You needed to you needed to be home. You needed to attend the meetings. Amy, thank you for doing that for Ogden. Wow. Yeah. So what was the relationship between this so Magnificent cool. Seven when you were group, part of that group? Out, outside of the meetings, I mean. Um, Did you go out afterwards? No. Like, you're usually exhausted and just want to get home. Was there ever any time you were on the phone with somebody for quite some oh, time? Oh, all the time. Okay. All the time. Like, there's a lot of... I mean, at least when I was doing it, there was a lot of communication. And, you know, part of it is if you want to be effective, if you want to push something through or shoot something down you have to have uh three other people supporting you right so so creating alliances and relationships with the other council members yeah i learned that in star wars (laughs) well and there were times like we passed an anti-discrimination ordinance for housing and employment um for uh, this was long before 
same-sex marriage was recognized in Utah, and we had to push. And we actually overrode a veto. The mayor vetoed it, and we overrode it. Yes. How much did you... Um, this, you know what this sounds like a lot of times is um, I've been I've been involved in including the Banyan Collective, starting businesses and you start from there's no rules and you have to figure out and there, there's no um, structure and you got to put structure in place and so you know how much structure was in place in the city and then how ma- how many times did you look to other cities to say oh we should probably do this or or, and what were some of those cities maybe well i was always doing research and you know we had things that would come to us it maybe it was us or like the sometimes it would come from within city employees like we had a situation when i was on the council where some of our first responders went into a home they got a call to do a checkup on somebody that had not been heard from by their family you know for for a while they go into the house and the hot water heater was malfunctioning and the person that lived there was deceased and there was so much carbon monoxide in that house mm. that it almost killed some of our firefighters and one of them ended up with some lasting complications from that mm. um, i don't know if you remember ron gardner who um, had sundance the horse that was always at the farmer's market oh. he was impacted by that wow. and um so the fire chief came to the council and said this is something we can actually have an impact on we have a lot of older homes they have older furnaces you can see smoke smoke detectors are required you can't see or smell carbon monoxide yet we don't require those they're required Mm. new building code required them but there was no requirement to have carbon monoxide detectors Mm. so chief matthew worked with the Swanson Family Foundation to get some seed money to buy a huge supply of carbon monoxide detectors that we offered to Ogden City residents for our cost. And the money from that was just rolled back into the program to get more carbon monoxide detectors. Hmm. And we enacted a piece of legislation that required carbon monoxide detectors in every home and apartment. Amazing. And do you know any other towns do that? Yeah. So Mecklenburg, um, Tennessee. The hotbed. Was where (laughs) Mike Matthew got the idea. And Uh it was kind of a similar thing. So we, you know, pass this legislation. We feel great about it. And then the Apartment Owners Association and their lobby at the state legislature passed a bill the next year saying cities can't enact ordinances like that anymore. What so does that mean you're you're still stood? Ours still stands. Okay. And they're required and if you need yeah. a carbon monoxide detector you can take your Okay, so why would they go against that? They just don't want to have to spend the money they to put it in their apartments. They don't want to spend the money and they were making the argument that things walk off. How dare an appointment an apartment owner protect their protect their, their renters renters yeah and the thing is if something walks off you just take it out of their deposit well the renters and the first responders too yeah. and the first responders yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wild okay so, so one last question for you so we want to know more collectively this is not just you the more we know about the past the less we repeat the same mistakes mm-hmm. right and so you're a good person to talk to about that in the sense that you can look back at least 20 how two years now 20 Gosh, 21 years? I don't know. 20 years. 20 years? Um, (laughs) I don't want to date Okay, so we don't need to do that. But uh, that being said, are we repeating mistakes? Mm. Um, Are we, have have we learned, 
you know, are you frustrated? Are you excited? You're still living in Ogden, and so you're still, you know, under this influence of a council that you're not part of now. But, but you know it all went downhill. When but you left. know the job. You know what you were capable of doing. You know what the mayor was capable of doing. I see some things that have changed, but I don't think attitudes have changed with those changes. I I see our economic development department and some people with the city living in this scarcity mindset that we have to beg people and incentivize businesses to come here. And I don't know that that's the case. And I think you'd, you cause harm to local businesses, to people who are investing their own dollars in to make things happen when you're giving all of the redevelopment agency dollars to one developer under several different names or you're incentivizing another developer. It's because we're not going to catch on as the public. Like what is, I guess I, yeah, I don't There are a bunch of different LLs, you know, they set up as differently. If there's money to burn the banyan, we've been here a long time. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take take the scraps. We'll take the pocket change of the people that they're trying to get into town. Yeah. Yeah. We've been here a long time. So I, I I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So I, I, I think, that mindset needs to change, and I don't know that that's necessarily the case with some of our the bureaucrats working for Ogden. Where do you think that mindset comes from? I don't. I don't know if they are out enough to see it, or mm. if they talk to it. Like, do you? I don't know. Do you well, talk to people? <laughs> I saw an I saw an interesting comment from Jared Allen, who owns some buildings, and I, you probably saw the same comment. And it was. Um, I didn't know this was a, a rule or whatever you call it, a statute. I don't know what the hell you call it. But he said that um, his taxes were a lot more because if it's a building that has like a retail on the ground level with apartments above it, then it's, it's treated differently than if it's an apartment building that goes all the way down mm-hmm. to the ground floor. And so he was saying like, I wouldn't have a problem um, with a lot of the new apartment buildings in town essentially being if they had cool, like retail space on the bottom floor, which would be a really good idea, right? right. But but it doesn't make economic sense because of the, I guess the, the way they're taxed or something. But there's taxes so, and there's insurance. In, insurance. So okay. Having, so how much can the city having, affect that? I guess is the question in the end. Oh, you you totally can. I, okay. I mean, we you can you can encourage different types of development and you can discourage it. And there is a push right now that has just started to totally revamp Ogden City Code. And that... Who's, who's doing the push? It, it Well, it's something that was started with the planning department mm. under Mike Caldwell, but that, the efforts are, are going far into next year. Mm. So the, whoever's the new mayor will take over that and maybe see if they agree with the process that has occurred. I have not been too impressed with the public outreach for the contractors that have been given the 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 job to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, they reach out to people, but then say, you know, come to the city offices at three o'clock on a Wednesday. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm working, and I, I'm not, you know, it, I, that's mm. perfect time to have a public a public meeting. meeting. Yeah. yeah, if you really want to engage with the public, you need to meet them where they're at. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so do you get frustrated because you you don't have the pole anymore? You you don't go down. Uh, like, like, I, ah. I do. I love grenades. <laughs> I love grenades. And yeah. I've uh, with my friend Marcy Rizzi, who owned Booked on Twenty Fifth. We've started. We realized that there was really a lack of a place where people could discuss things. The standard examiner doesn't have a. I'm really upset connection. about the standard, by the way. I, I feel like, and I've been upset with them for years, only because upset or frustrated. I'm upset with them because they've they've they're the only big they're the only paper in town. There's so many opportunities that they they could have podcasts, which we've talked to them before in the past. They drop those. They could they could dive into the art scene, and they've they'll jump out, drop those. The the politics. It just feel I don't know what the hell they it's, do. It's bandwidth, and it's the fact that they can only afford two and a half reporters. But but they didn't evolve. They didn't evolve. In other words, because they because there's the paper, and then there's evolution. Like you've got to figure out more ways yeah. to make money because obviously things change. And I guess that's what I'm there. That part I'm frustrated at well, is and, that they just and you you yeah. look at what happened with the Salt Lake Tribune, and I mean newspapers are dying, and that's maybe a but brands aren't dying. You look at the New York Times; they have all these different types of ways to get the message out yeah. it's not just the newspaper yeah you know? well news is dying and and i think um i sat in on an interesting presentation that kathy mckittrick who used to be a reporter with the standard examiner did she's involved with the utah investigative journalism project and the number of newspapers that are dying every year is alarming and part yeah. of it is uh, you know, people that you have these investment groups that are expecting to buy a newspaper and make a bunch of money. Oh, off God. Of well, that's dumb. Yeah. Who are these guys? I know. But but however, that said, and, and this is something that Elon Musk posted on his Twitter now X feed is um, how did he put it is X is uh, see the newspapers print what was first seen on X. In other words, what I what I do, because I'll go on X and I'll fo I follow um, these people who are reporting directly from the Middle East right now. Mm -hmm. You won't see that until the next... He's mm -hmm. correct. You don't see those same reports until the 24 hours later in print on the on the big if news. Ever. Yeah, or if ever. Or you don't yeah. see... Or, if, yeah, if they're Palestinian journalists, you don't see it at all. You don't see... And so it's, it's very... That's Is that part of the problem with the paper? I, I think... I think... Let me just weigh in a little bit as a publisher. I think what needs to happen is we need to get back to local journalism. I think you kind of... Touched yeah. on it with Deeper. the standard, right? Mm -hmm. Because like you were saying, with this national feed now, X or whatever it is, um, you know, there's so many different social platforms, there's so many different blogs, there's so many different people doing it better than that we can ever do at a local level as far as covering those national, mm -hmm. international politics or beats. We need to focus on what we know, which is our community and the people that we live next to, the people that we go buy our coffee from, that we go, you know, buy pizzas from Slackwater <laughs> and um, our politicians. You know, that's who we need to focus on. And that's what we need to do a better job and invest in that. And so I think the nonprofit model the Tribune is trying out is interesting. They're still figuring out. They're still having problems with it, especially when you do take a millionaire billionaire that comes in and buys it and converts it but kudos like good for them for trying something and i think that it is the duty of all newspapers with a legacy to think about keeping that legacy alive and the standard needs to absolutely and they're probably just keeping their head above water the fact that they are still around let's give them credit it's amazing i, I agree with that i just i just it's just sad to watch because they've got they've got to have 
they've got to have an email list. They've got to have some things that they can pull from. Here's the thing too. Here's my thoughts on that is the fact that nobody wants to pay for anything, right? Because you can find a version of it online Mm. or you can go to Twitter and you find a version of it that's free or something. Like I am guilty of that myself, right? And so I work for the city, for Salt Lake City, right? And so we get a lot of links that are from economic developer or something and referencing a Tribune story. Well, I don't currently subscribe to the Tribune because I'm cheap apparently or I just... (laughs) I also find my news free. And so I'm guilty of that myself. And should I subscribe to the Tribune? Yes, at this point I should, you know, having worked in Salt Lake as much as I have. Salt Lake is nice to the sense that just within the last week or so they they kicked in and they're going to, you know. Are they going to help you? They're going to they're pay for subscriptions for some of the staff. And so nice. at least I'll have reference to that. But it's one of those things where everybody wants their everything free. They want their, you know, mm-hmm. they music want, free. You know they, they want, want their yeah. podcast free? They want podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. And so I think that that's probably the biggest step. And I know I'm guilty of that too. Is that well, that's what's crazy is podcasters are breaking news before new journalists. And so, where this is, this is a totally different subject. But, you know, there were some journalists, like our friend who t- reported on um, a, very deeply on some of the studies with the Great Salt Lake, who worked for Leah. Leah. Yeah. Uh, Larson, right? Yep. Um, it did great work and did a podcast with Standard Examiner and then got booted or they downsized and she wouldn't work. I don't know what happened. But but that's the kind of stuff that I thought was very valuable for a newspaper yeah. to produce. Well, but, and most of these podcasts are passion projects, right? You know? What? <laughs> it's about the hang. I mean. No, we, it's about the hang. It's about the culture. And it is sort yeah. of that. It's that passion. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's sometimes contagious with an audience. You start to build that up and they start to listen to the, the words that are coming out of our mouth. And so say we do cho- choose to share a particular story oh, or something I mean, like we have that. A, we have a podcast with Slug, Slug Sound Waves. We yes. lose money on that. We don't. You lose money oh, on it? Yes. We should talk. <laughs> I know how to make so much money from podcasts. <laughs> maybe 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 lose the so part, but just the, the make some money. Just a little bit of money. Yeah, bit. Uh, wait, wait a minute. So when did you start the Slug Podcast? Oh, my goodness. Uh, what year? It's been around, uh, I, I want to say 15 years now, actually. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, we We're changed- We're like 14 years. Yeah. No, we changed the format. So you were ahead of the game. Yeah. We, we, we changed uh, the format probably about 10 years ago. It used to just be kind of, um, well, we, we kind of envisioned it as like everything that we want to put in the print that we can't put in the print because mm-hmm. of all the limitations with space and all of that. Mm-hmm. So bring in different individuals, having different hosts. In fact, at one time we had Dan Nalen who actually doesn't live here anymore, but from the Salt Lake City Tribune and Salt Lake Magazine, he hosted our podcast for about a year, which is really mm-hmm. fun. Um, did it passion project just did for fun. Weekly, for monthly? Uh, bi-weekly, so twice bi-weekly. a week. Uh, twice a week. Mm-hmm. And then about, uh, or pardon me, twice a month. Twice so a every two okay. weeks. And then about 10 years ago, we switched it uh, and realized that actually the opportunity for us was to just focus on local music mm-hmm. and get back to our roots in that way. So mm-hmm. it's just all local music now, no community stuff. But The podcast is. The podcast. Mm-hmm. So do you interview bands or yeah, do you have them play music? Yeah, both. So it's okay. kind of NPR style, first person narrative. So, we, so our podcast producer sits down with the musician usually just one even if it's part of a whole group we try and just keep it to one or two uh so the editing time is minimal mm-hmm. and asks them what's the questions narrows it down to like a 15 minute episode and then plays one or two tracks after i mean so, that's very similar to van sessions yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. maybe we were subconsciously inspired i don't know <laughs> well i i f- 
stole the, the van sessions format from uh, guitar s- guitar center oh, sessions i haven't i haven't listened to um, I'll have to check so it out. they were on an obscure channel it was a channel that was on a cable network that's no longer around and it, because the channel had the wildest things. So my favorite morning show is, I'm a sports guy. And so it was Dan Patrick morning shows, three hours long. But then in the afternoon, they would play like like movies, like like cool, like artsy movies. And then in the evening, they would do like Guitar Center sessions. And they would have these bands. And so it started um, where they would have these bands play a set and there was like no audience. You know, but fully plugged in, no audio. They'd play, they'd, and so you'd watch them play a song, and then they'd cut to them in a lounge interview session, interview style, or whatever. Is that a dog out there? What's going? Uh, Someone a, dying? There's a dog. There's a dog. Okay. So, <laughs> but but they would do like this, and then then they expanded to like full concert, and then post interview, and that was sponsored by Guitar Center, and I loved those shows. I I was introduced to new bands, but more than that, I was introduced to how the band was started how they um created their music you know and because because when they meet and they talk afterwards in the lounge you you learn all this stuff yeah that's what i thought that's the good bit that's the good bit yeah and i thought oh my god that is so cool and so when we started van sessions uh, well well it was it was not supposed it was not what it was supposed to we we were supposed to make announcements for the first friday art stroll and then have a band play and instead we recorded the we were podcasters so so todd and i thought we'd just just record it and make it a podcast so we did that but and then so, it took, but that, but it was inspired by Guitar Center, which is a similar format to what you're doing now because it works because people want to hear the music and they want to hear the story behind the music. Well, I want to thank you as well too because I do book the all the musicians for the band sessions, right? And so we've gotten to a point now where originally it was mostly Ogden bands. Uh, these days, it's I try to keep at least you know a third to a half Ogden, and then we're going from Logan down to Provo and everything. But I more and more <laughs> Salt Lake bands, right? And so. Yeah. The word is Yeah, in fact, our out. artisan and programs coordinator was here last weekend. Yeah. Mads Cole. Yep. Oh, yep. Mads is amazing. I <laughs> love Mads. I didn't yeah. know that she worked with... Okay. Yeah, she worked yeah. with Crowd. Yeah. But here's, here's the thing is that... So I'll get, uh, I'll get emails sometimes, bands. At this point, it's kind of a word of mouth thing that are interested. And more times than not, honestly, I'm not familiar. There's so much good music down in Salt Lake. And so first place I go to look them up is, is Slug. Um, more times than not, they have been interviewed at some point or another. Yeah. Um, and so if they have... Scored an interview with Slug. It's like in my head. like That's a notch up. <laughs> um, these are all the factors that are yeah. sort of taken into account. But the, the fact that I can learn a little bit more about them and the fact that you are covering these bands that I, I don't want to say obscure, obscure to me, right? They're just obscure to me, right? And so I know, you know, nine times out of 10 that these bands that end up on our show, if I need to know a little bit more about them, I can go to yours. Ah, thanks, Todd. Well, and anytime we can help with that, let us know. We're happy to like make introductions, feed you lists. There you go, Todd. Hand over nice. some of our local yeah. archive of music. I love that. Uh, yeah. This is something that we're probably just going to have to expand this whole band yeah. sessions. I'm already <laughs> booked. So we do three bands or musicians each once a month. And so I'm already booked through June. Nice. Yes. Next year, right? Solid. And I don't want that. Like, I, I love though. that. But I also want yeah. to, I wanted, so I booked a whole year last year. And that was not Two years the smartest ago. thing. A couple years Not ago. 2023, but yeah. And so, uh, Look at you plan. I wanted that yeah. flexibility. Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, life was busy, and so I'm like, you know what? This is going to be so much easier if I just booked them all at once. And then I missed these opportunities of bands that I want bad, or if somebody that's just kind of passing through, and it's just like, hey, you got anything open next month? 
two months from now. And I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. And so now I try to keep like three or four. You know, yeah, leave some just, holes. Exactly. Holes yeah. is what I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah, just for the magic to just like work itself out. Yeah. Slugs, good stuff. You pick up slugs, don't you? On the regular there, yeah. Brandon. No, I love, well, I think there's some here. There should yeah. be. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. So, Embedo. So, Mad's band is Embedo. Yes. Um, and they were and they were here. Oh my gosh, yeah. they were having so much fun. Yeah, here. they were phenomenal. Yeah, they were so great. I have good. wanted to get him on here for a while now. It's just a matter of getting the date lined up just right, and that was a great show. I can't. Wait You're to gonna hear love it. it. It's really. Can't good. wait to yeah. hear. When does it debut? So before the, this one, the audio edit is back because thanks to Scott Rogers with the proper way, Scott Rogers. Yeah, what's your process? Talk about good people. He's this my is, neighbor. This is, yes, yes. <laughs> he makes my dogs bark when he jogs by every day. <laughs> God loves Scott. I freaking love Scott. So he's like, um, will you send me those, will you send me the recordings? And Because he likes to mix the bands, right? And I'm like, yeah, Scott, I'll send you the recordings. And then, so he, his band's sort of our band, our band and collective yeah, we the have proper a house way. band. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, we actually have like a house band. That's, that's his band. Too. The proper way. And so the, he's got this nice studio at the, in the basement of the old um, post, post office. office downtown. And he, so I send him, I send him the mix. The mix means all the recordings of, uh, in case you don't know, all the recordings. So I send him that and he, and he makes it sound nice. And then he gives it back to me. And then I add that to the video. And up until like last month, I did all the video edits as well. But now we have Dixon to help with the video edits, and Dixon's doing a great job. So oh, I forget we're doing video yeah. too. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's video too. So, but he did the audio, and um, we have like six cameras in this little trailer. <laughs> you should see how many cameras are set up in Answers just now. Yeah, it is. We got so many comments. Oh my gosh. Oh. I yeah, think I'm being slimed about, like, There was about eight of them last over here on Friday. Yeah. So oh, it's so funny. But Scott is he does it because for the love. In other words, I'm like, dude, what do I got to, like, how do I help you? He's like, I love editing because he learns something every time. So he doesn't always get to, he's not, he's never there. And so what I have to send him now is a, is a screenshot of the video live recording so that he knows where the keys, the bass, <laughs> lead guitar, and vocalists are standing because then he moves so that if you're listening on headphones, you can hear he goes, oh, I didn't realize when this went out on video, if I have the bass on this side and yeah, they're actually yeah. standing on this side, yeah. it sounds weird. And he's like, so cool. you're going to have to send me a screen, like a photo of the setup. So now I send him photos and they, yeah, he edits them all. And, and this way he's, he gets introduced to some bands and hopefully the bands will want to record with him yeah the proper way good promo yep good promo and he, and, and he does a really good job and so i got the best compliment backhanded insult that i ever got and that was someone came up to me and said um yeah ever since scott started editing they sound so good hey take it just take it well not only that but like work because i did some... all of that before oh. <laughs> and so that's that's why and i'm like well you know what scott does a good job yeah but also, it's so fun to work with people that have that passion, right? That are in it yeah. because they love to do that. And that really comes across in their work, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, I don't even pay him in whiskey. I should. You should. Yeah. You should. Yeah. At least give him a hand if he needs one. Oh, God. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, come on. God. He would have done the same. Oh, he totally thing. would have, he would have, have done, done the same. I feel like I don't get that joke, but I laughed anyway. He's missing one of his hands. Oh. So, yeah. But, but he plays—he's an amazing musician. Oh, amazing! He That's plays right. a banjo with one hand for God's sake. Wow! Yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. And an amazing mixer. I mean, playing the banjo anyway is just <laughs> like—I don't know. Yeah. 
Okay, so Angela, you've got a little thing you do, Craft Lake City. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. When did that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the winter market is within four or five years, or is it longer? This than is that year now? number five, including five, okay. including the COVID year, which we went uh, virtual for that. So we it's had two a virtual year- craft market. I know it was it was so cool. We um, it was crazy. Uh, so we built this entire platform with Mozilla Hubs, um, which Ooh. was this free software at the time, and it was like building a video game. And it was incredible because you could build your own avatar and come in, and you could you could in you walk yeah. through the room, yeah, and, and you could meet your friend there and like talk to him in avatar form. And so we had all the artisans. We trained them and literally like 60 days how to build how to work this platform and how to build their own artisan booth and like wow. the tutorials and everything we got a scholarship from some university of utah uh, master's students who um needed a project to do because of the classroom you know uh, was all just on its head the format and so luckily we got some covid money from salt lake city actually that where they hired the U students to come work for us to help us create this platform um which was amazing and then we t- we taught the the this um, the artisans had to build their own as well. And then they met the public and met their friends and family there. And you could, you know, we, we taught them how to build their own online store so that you could still buy and sell merchandise. And it was awesome. It was so fun. What a pivot. What a great pivot. <laughs> yeah. It was Those so much work, <laughs> but it was great. I um, loved it. But now we're back in person. We're back again. in person. So we did two years here at the Monarch. Yep. Uh, took a year off for COVID and then went to Union Station. And this is our second year at Union Station, which is year five. Year five. Yeah. And what are the dates Wait, of this? Wait, is that right? Or, two, or third year? Wait, wait, math. One, two, three, four. Yeah, the year five. five. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank I think you. That's amazing. And I love that you're, I know we're at the Monarch right now, but I love that you're at Union Station as well. Because yeah. I, I continue to get more and more excited about Union Station. And I'll be honest, I haven't always been excited about Union Station. I think we all love the building, but yeah. I would have no reason to ever go there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Been to the gun museums, been to the, <laughs> Jeez. Um, I'm, I'm older and white and I have less interest to go each year. And so I'm getting more and more excited about possibilities at Union Station. And yeah. I know that I probably would be less excited if I knew the intricacies of plans and stuff, but I am excited about maintaining this incredible space, which I love. It needs to be the meeting space for Ogden. So mm-hmm. I'm glad yeah, you I've tell us more about that, Amy. That, yeah. No, I have thought that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was driving to the studio today, and I had to go to Riverdale Road, so I took I-15, got off the 24th Street exit, and I'm driving over the railroad tracks, right? And... The mountains are right there. And this morning, they were literally snow-capped mountains, yep. right? Mm. And there's all the railroad tracks. And I was like, huh, sometimes you just need a reminder. So all those railroad tracks, which is what we're in, the, we're record, literally recording from the Nine Rails Arts District right now. There's nine rails that come in and out of, out of Ogden. And I was like, God, no wonder Ogden has this adventurous feel and background to it. Because... The, that's the you had to take a train to get somewhere and then and you ended up in Ogden and that's the adventure that's mm-hmm. the that's the travel that's and I'm like God no wonder no wonder Ogden is this adventurous culturally art, artistic town and and I was reminded of that this morning driving over the viaduct looking at the looking at the railroad tracks mm-hmm. and the Union station is still intact and it's being re kind of revitalized I guess to host amazing events like this. There are plans to, so part of the problem is just lack of investment over the years. 
there's just, it's a very old building with a lot of needs and the city's not the best landlord. And we really don't have the resources to do renovations that are required. Um, it's a large campus. I mean, there are some opportunities, but I absolutely believe it needs to be the meeting place of Ogden. I think we made a big mistake by allowing Front Runner to land north of Union yes. Station and not at Union yes. Station. Yes, agreed 100%. So there are plan. you know, that's there's talk about that. Like, Could that be rectified? Yep. Yeah. And there are also plans they're looking at. Um, Salt Lake made that mistake too, by the way. Yeah. With the Rio did. Grande. Yes, they totally mm -hmm. did. Yeah. And so there are plans to look at creating a second rail so that the trains can go faster so they don't have to stop. Cool. Um, that will help with travel times. Like there, there's um, a federal investment coming, I think, to make that happen. Um, there's talk of it connecting to Boise? There's, they're looking at providing commuter or, or you know train service from Las Vegas to Boise. Is it feasible? I don't know. But yeah. we should at least improve what we have with Front Runner. Yeah. Make it run on Sundays. Yes. Make it run mm -hmm. at night so you can go to the airport and not have to, like, drive. You know? or, or go to a show in Salt Lake or vice versa. Yeah. Salt Lake come to a show in Ogden. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. there there's There's a lot of potential there. And I think, like what you mentioned, Todd, you go to the museums and you go once or you go when you have family in town and they want to do something. My friends did jazz at the station. That would get me there regularly. Yeah. Um, you know, the winter market. Um, the la you know, they we have had some great art galleries there. Um, the Myrna Powell galleries no longer showing things. Um, the gallery at the station, the last time I was there, the lights weren't even working. Mm. Uh, you need lights. That's the balance of any old space. You have to keep that, um, you have to keep the old and you have to have a little dose of the new as well. Yeah. And so I think that something that if it's youthfulness or if it's excitement or if it's that hands-on quality, whatever it is to really make you engage. And I have been in Ogden for a long, long time, and I haven't connected in that way to that space. And that doesn't mean I haven't given up on that space. Yeah. It just well, and the happened. history alone, right? The history alone is amazing. The history is so And the, cool. just the shot of yeah. having that bookend, the 25th Street on that side mm -hmm. is just, cool. I mean, we got the best photo shot of any street. And we probably have yeah. won awards for just that. Yeah. Um, so it's we're very fortunate to have that space in a in a rumbly, earthquakey location, and that's obviously affected, you know, when you have to go back into these old buildings, it's not just a matter of just save the building and just leave it at that. Like well, it's a big expensive and, process. And I have to say that the the team that runs that space are just so wonderful to work with. And we've worked with a lot of teams at a lot of spaces. And like they And this is now the city, correct? Mm -hmm. okay. Is it the city? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the city. The city. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're great. They're fantastic. Like they're so accommodating. They really want the best for that space. But they have a lot of restrictions and the building does need a remodel. There's a lot of outdated, there's a lot of weird like quirkiness mm -hmm. to it that probably needs an upgrade. Um, that being said, maybe some of that quirkiness should be preserved too, you know? Kind of like a, like a balance yeah. there. Yeah. But, uh, but we, we they could make candles you know. from the smell because it's got this weird <laughs> smell to it. <laughs> this is like a weird good smell. I don't know the smell. Kind of a weird smell, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right, I'll take that. Yeah. It's where my family arrived in Ogden. What? My grandmother decided to move her 
um, five little kids from middle of nowhere, South Dakota, to Ogden, Utah, while my grandfather was fighting in France in World War II, and sent Whoa. him a letter saying, when you get home, your home is Ogden. Holy shit. And her dad was out here doing stuff at Defense Depot Ogden, and, um, you know, we're part Swedish, part Native American. There was racism, you know, kind of both sides there. They just, she just had heard that Ogden was diverse and the winters knowing, knowing were you that is of course the story of how this started yeah so that's how my 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 mom came to ogden around the it was about the same month that joe mcqueen landed here whoa did they know each other they must have no 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 but it was a small town back well, well, well actually not really right um not really small not and not that small and i mean this is the capital of the West. Joe was a rabble rouser on 25th Street, and my mom was a little kid living yeah. in West Ogden. So hmm. so what's new this year at uh, the Winter Market? Oh, uh, new this year. So new for this year is we are bringing STEM to uh, the holiday market. So we have our Google Fiber STEM building okay. in Salt Lake City at the DIY Festival, which is where we produce our big event at the Fair Park. And so we're bringing that to um, Union Station, which is going to be really awesome. There's this kind of like we're talking about it being like a quirky building to program. There's this weird space in the back that has very little access. And once you get in the back, there's no windows, but it's kind of big. And we know that if we put artisans back there, they might be a little upset <laughs> just because it doesn't have the same feel. It's kind of hard to find. But if we put the indie game video developers back uh -huh. there and make an indie game arcade, it'll be perfect because we can keep it low light, which is what you want in an arcade. And they can be back there and prototype their games for the public. So um, that was a day that we did at the festival this year that was so successful where we had like 20 different indie game developers come in and just, you know, present their games to the public to play for free. Oh my gosh. So we're so going to cool. recreate that, which will be really fun. And then also we are um, in the process of booking performers too, which we've never done at the holiday market. So um, we are working with Patty. Do you Tell you? Yes. Yeah. To book some Ogden performers. But I was also thinking like, there's probably a partnership for us to work with you all next year somehow. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. But well, I'm uh, a fan of the market and what you do, so it might be worth a <laughs> conversation. Yeah, That's great. And so where yeah. um, do you know where they're going to be set up? Is it going to Yeah, be yeah. We're, so so we're going to be kind of so we're putting we put food trucks outside kind of by the flagpole mm -hmm. and we're bringing in, I think, six this year, which is more than last cool. year. So they're going to be up front and we're going to put the musicians outside by the food trucks oh, fun. with some heaters to kind of like draw people in so they can be like, oh, there's something happening here. Maybe we should go see what's up and like come inside the market. So that's how we're going to do it. I think that's a great and, idea. Uh, you know, if it doesn't work out, we'll learn from it and make it better next year. But. <laughs> See, I like that. That's a good way to look at anything. I, um, yeah. We're, we're involved with a, a new uh, project. What's the name of this one? Uh, Locals Rock. Locals Rock at the Monarch. Yeah. Nice. And it's just when you introduce anything yeah. new, it's knowing that the first year is what that is, you know, and then the second year is what it is. And that's that sort of word of mouth thing. And then you pivot with what, you know, people are asking for. I, I just love the way you work things out. So that's great. Thank you. Well, and, you know, one thing that I think we are trying to be more conscious of is how can we work with the locals here in Ogden? I mean, to make this feel, even though, you know, Craft Lake City, our name is, we're named after 
the capital, Salt mm-hmm. Lake City, right? We do a lot of programming in Salt Lake City or around the neighboring cities of Salt Lake. But our mission is to elevate Utah's creative culture, right? Which is why we expanded to Ogden was to elevate our mission, you know, work on expanding Utah's creative culture. So how can we work with the local Ogden community and make them feel like they're part of this, like this is their event and we're not just Salt Lakers like doing a hostile takeover? I'm telling you what, I've had this conversation. <laughs> I've had this conversation with, um, you know, prideful, you know, Ogdenites. Yes. And, and this, the Salt Lake, the Craft Lake City, to me, has become a little bit more of even just sort of a, a Utah brand and not just Salt Lake based. And so, meaning it's Salt Lake based, but it's yeah. it's bigger than that. So I do love that you are coming up here for this. Thank you. And, you know, in any feedback, any constructive criticism you all, your listeners have, we welcome it. We want to learn from it. And if you see a way to get involved and help us do better, please do. Well, working with Patty is a great, I mean, that's a, that's a good choice. That's actually a really, really good choice. Well, we're talking too with, um, with Amy about making our charity. Um, in the past, we actually did a Salt Lake charity. Uh, well, Salt Lake Base that had a, a broader mission, but most of their work happens in Salt Lake, um, Project Rainbow. And so now we're actually looking at shifting this year's charity component to be, you know, work, Utah care. foster care. Exactly. Oh, but with wonderful. the Ogden, Ogden chapter. So oh, I love that. That's wonderful. Okay, so what's your next project that's outside of Slug and outside of Craft Lake City and outside of Market? There's got to be something brewing. There is. Well, Can you talk about it? Well, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, I guess when you say outside, it's actually a Craft Lake project, but it's brand new. Okay. We just announced it last week. It is with in conjunction with Midvale City. Okay. And it is who also has an old school Main Street like Ogden does, right? That's working on preservation that has a lot of dilapidation and also has like two developers that own a lot of it. (laughs) 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 But, but, uh, but yeah, so, so we were, we're working with them to create a, to create a creative conference. And so actually what we're doing is Becca Clausen, who is a former Craft Lake City artisan who actually moved to Logan, Cache County a little while ago. And uh, she started this event in Salt Lake. Well, she started in Bear Lake and eventually like moved to Salt Lake and it's called Letter West. And it's a conference for people who love hand lettering. Mm. And so calligraphy, sign painting, um, even pike, pike, pike drawing that's um, prevalent in tattooing, right? Like we, we figure like lettering can be open to all these di- different types of interpretation. Um, Japanese calligraphy, right? Like, like, like just the possibilities are endless. But she started, she started this lettering conference for people that are passionate about lettering. And it died during COVID. And I keep hounding her about, like, I was so excited to go to this. I never got a chance to. I bought my ticket in 2020. It got canceled. We were bringing in all these national presenters from all over the world. When are you bringing it back? And she finally hit me back and was like, I'm not, I hate doing events. There are a lot of work. I was like, I hear you. I, I totally agree with you, <laughs> but can we help you bring this back? <laughs> and she's like, no, but you can take it over. So, um, we're taking it over and we've got Midville city to kind of help co-present it because it's going to be expensive launching this as a, as she had it as a four day event when it died and we're resurrecting it as a one day event. We're bringing in a letterer from Columbia. We're bringing in a letterer from the UK and it's going to be a one day kind of workshops in the morning or pardon me, uh, keynote speaking in the morning and then workshops in the afternoon with these keynote presenters and some locals too. And yeah, it's going to kind of, when does that come together? That's uh, March 2nd. 
Okay, that's so cool. I'll be there. So yeah, I'm come obsessed. Down. Be fun. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the old sign painters. I've yes. been fortunate to work with a few with the with the gallery that I work at, and and so it's just a it's just refreshing to see that there's still people interested in it. One is like a third generation sign painter, and so it's the fact that it is still. And they have to hustle for it, you know. It's, it's not one of those things where it's just like there's an incredible demand. But this is from somebody who loves print. Like I love print, you know. And it's it's not always well. You know. Yeah, like your salt zine. Oh my yeah, no. magazine. I mean, it's beautiful. The cardstock, oh, everything. Like that. that means a lot from you. I you, appreciate you put a lot of you can you just look at it. I mean, sometimes you see publications and they they're they're great. The content's good, but the design isn't very good. Like this is an impeccable project. Like it's, well, it looks my so good. Gosh, I can't believe you said that. It's and I love that we. <laughs> I knew that Amy would probably appreciate this because we, we, I mean, we spent forever coming up with a name for it. And so there was, I mean, you name it, it was going here, it was going there. And then I think when we finally landed on Salty, Salty was a good, you know, sort of ownership of, of, of our own sort of saltiness up here in Ogden for sure. Um, but then it's also one of those things where, of course, there's that association with Salt Lake City. But I'm just like, nope, we own this salt as well, man. Well, yeah. and uh, I mean, maybe Ogden should have been the capital city, right? Oh, <laughs> wow, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Ogden. <laughs> We're not untamed. We're salty. <laughs> We're salty. I love that so much. Wait, so you don't like untamed? Salty would No comment if I've ever seen one. Yeah. If I if I could have pitched Salty for the same amount of money that that they got, I would have done it. I would have been there. I that part's you, true. That was a lot of money. I would have paid you two hundred thousand dollars for Salty, oh, Todd. <laughs> I would have even done a non Disney font too. Yeah. We could have yeah. done the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. You <laughs> so when is the next one coming out? This one. Oh okay, when did this one come out? This was the project. Just okay. got printed probably okay. within the last couple of months. We'll okay. see the response on it. Okay. Um, and so it's just a matter of of funding. So we'll have to talk, chat about that as Let's well. Let's do it. Maybe a pre order. Yeah. Pre order in advance. Now everybody knows what they're signing up for. As it is now these are uh, we we use the word scarcity in a negative connotation before limited these edition. were printed as more of a scarcity sort of model and so it's it's ended up in the right hands and you know and we're kind of distributing it out right now and so i'll kind of i'll follow up with yeah, you on that yeah and yeah. if we can help get it out oh that's know. amazing i'll make sure you yeah. get a bunch of copies of that yeah i heard they know how to produce magazines oh and so, and yeah, so well done like too that. as well yeah been doing i love your new cover <laughs> i like the cover oh, of your new thank one you. water pocket uh, is that the one chuck did that one yeah yeah chuck did it yeah no, it's great yeah. i don't know if you've seen it too and then uh, oh, my best friend it. works at um the post office place and she's working tonight and there's a yeah. and there's a nice piece on post office place too they're japanese do you ever go into post office place yeah, great Japanese whiskey. That was a great story. Good good angle and a good reason to cover that story, too. I was happy to see that. It's a great piece. Well, that was fun. Thanks. Oh, my uh, gosh. We could keep it. Yeah, no. Forever. Angela, thanks so much for being oh, here. Craft Lake City, Salt Lake City, or Slug Magazine. Um, what, for life? Like, what are you doing with Slug? Are you just going to do that forever? Like, I don't know. Why not, whatever? right? Like, yeah. Well, what I say is that as long as I'm having fun, yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, I'm good. still having fun. and. Good. You know, I have a great team and... Um, and a great what, office. What yeah. year are you in? Do you, do you know? Uh, you know, it's kind of weird because I try not to, like, keep track of things like yeah. that. I don't know. Are you guys kind of the same way? Like, after... I don't know. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> we have it in our byline. We're, like, podcasting since 2010. So we always know when we started. Maybe that's just a good way to try to remember. That know. is that is good. I think... Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm up to me personally because the magazine's been around for 35, right? 35. So 35 okay. for the mag in, coming up in February, mm -hmm. which we're doing a really fun party with 35 local bands all playing oh, one shit, song Oh, shit. That's a each. lot of bands. Wow. In two venues at the Urban Lounge and next door at Blue Jeans. Very you cool. Should come out, it's gonna Very be great. Cool. It's, That's a yeah. fantastic. Idea. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, so, but uh, but yeah, I think I've been doing it twenty 
1993, maybe. Mm -hmm. Cool. You're still having a good time. I don't know. I remember picking it up when I was like, I've been reading it since I was 14 years old. Yeah, that's how, I mean, that's why I'm here is because I started reading it. Yeah. I don't know. And then I just had the privilege and opportunity to be able to take it over. And I don't know. We're just still doing it. Doing as long as we can. There's so many more things we could chat about, but we'll probably get into that. Amy, um, keep pushing buttons. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, Can wait. I, I want to yeah. ask Amy a question. Yes. Oh, good, 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 yeah. So, Amy, when are you going to run for mayor? I'm not. <laughs> well, it would have been now. Yeah. So, it would have been today, because yeah. that's when the voting occurred, was today. Well, so, no, actually, you have until the 21st. Oh, you do. Oh, you do. Isn't that the rest weird? of the country is today. Yeah, oh, got you, got you. Yeah, okay. we, because of, yeah. Extended special, it. Certain things. Special election. Okay. You yeah. need to have your ballots in by the 21st. Because you can send them in now. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And there's, in Ogden, you have a mayoral race, a municipal district four, and an at-large city council seat. And in Weber County, there is a bond for a new justice center. Cool. So, so do you want to uh, give, do you want, do you want to give any plugs? Okay. Like, you know, can we do, can you do that? You're like, <laughs> oh, I would totally not vote for. Any suggestions? Yeah. Things to look for? Maybe, yeah. Or a good resource if we want to find out a little bit more. You know voting what? For, for me. So, so I've started a online forum. There we go. It's about time. I've been hitting it this whole time. <laughs> the Ogden Journal is it's the Ogden Journal on Facebook. It's a open group. There's discussion. There's links to the thoughtful discussions too. Yeah, there's links to um, the candidate profiles and articles. I try to curate a news feed with stuff related to what's going on in Ogden. I think that's where you found the discussion that Jared posted about. Yeah, I think Yan posted thing. about the closings on that. Um, so, so Gear Thirty closed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the chicken place closed. Oh, and they've then, been closed for a while. Okay, and then Wimpy and Fritz announced that they were closing. Yeah. <gasps> And so she was no like, yeah, the brick and mortar side. Ah. Now they do um, I don't know, own, co-own, I don't know. They so co-own the Ogden, the Ogden Brewery yeah. Company, so I don't which know is how, amazing. Was just there earlier this week. Yeah. Great and place. So they're, but that whole, and Slackwater, which used to be there, is now moved. And so that has turned into like this ghost town. In other words, and that's where the comments sort of came up. So. Yeah. Do you remember the first time we had Marcy on the show? Marcy's your, your partner on this project. Do you, do you remember? No, I remember. No. So uh, we were set up outside of the amphitheater for, uh, was it the Ogden Art Fest or was it? A, oh, yeah. But anyway, we, she was so nervous. Um, she was so nervous about being on the show and I'm sure it was the Outdoor Adventure show. I can't remember which show it was, but uh, so we had to, she had, you she had, had to a bunch. Did we have to? Yeah. What, to give her some drinks? We're like we sponsored do. now, but there's <laughs> hold that pillow up there, Todd. Yeah, come on now. Yeah, yeah. There we but go. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was roosters then that we provided, but uh, that's what she needed then, and it ended up being a great, really, really good conversation with her. But uh, but it's so funny thinking back now because she's so comfortable talking to people now, and she's such an incredible resource. But I remember her being so incredibly, overwhelmingly nervous. Well, and she, and she was surrounded to what you're doing now. Yes. So part of what started it was she sent an email like, hey, I'm starting this Substack thing. I want to write about oh, things. Right. Yeah. And I, when she had booked on 25th, that really was kind of the front porch. She had a voice. Mm-hmm. She had a voice. It was a gathering place. She had special events. Like It was mm-hmm. a place where people could just come and talk about things and 
we felt like that was lacking. There used to be the Weber County Forum. It was a bit salty at times. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Nasty or salty? Salty. Okay. Salty's a better um, word. <laughs> It was a place for people to discuss things or yep. say, hey, is my gut feeling off on this or am I missing right. something? And it was kind of a place where you I am shocked at how, out. as a society, we have access to all the things except actual personal interaction mm -hmm. that we can just go discuss things because we used to just show up in groups at the coffee shop and discuss bookstore and discuss things. And it still happens a little. Yeah, but you used to know, like, if you wanted to people, like, you felt like you wanted to just talk to random people or interact with people, you could show up at Grounds for Coffee and sit mm -hmm. out on the smoking porch, and there would be somebody interesting to talk to. Maybe it'll come around in full force. I think, I think we're lacking, you know, we're lacking mm. some of those connections. I think you're probably right. Well, thanks for putting this together, and uh, what's the name of it again? The Ogden Journal. The Ogden Journal. The timing of obviously it's a group, perfect. right? Yep, it's a yeah. Facebook group. Yeah. There's a profile set up, but basically it'll link you to the group. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you to Banyan One. That is this trailer thing for powering today's episode of the Ogden Arts. An adventure show with Obendorfer and Long. Listen and subscribe to Ogden Arts and Adventure on YouTube. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, thebandingcollective.com. If you want to be on the show, you can DM me, that is us, on Instagram, at Ogden Adventure. Or if you know someone that you think would be a good fit to be on the show, at Ogden Adventure. This week's Outdoor Jukebox, we will leave you with some local talented artists. This is Vincent Draper and the Coles. Who Are You Now, as recorded on Van Sessions. We'll see you on the next Ogden Arts and Adventure Show.
Vincent Draper on the coals on Van Sessions. So good.